RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPG LL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, RPGLLPodcast at gmail.com, and check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Welcome to RPG Lessons Learned. Wait, so I'm Brian. <laughs> I'm Brian. Dusty, Dusty's not here, and I started. I don't know where to go from here. The, so, hey. The, uh, the, this, Dust, one, this one might be kind of rough. That's not. It'll be fine. Dear viewer. I mean, uh, I've got 20 years of podcasting experience under my belt. I've got thousands and thousands of podcasts recorded. I can handle this. So, Dusty's not here. I am Brian, and with me is Mike. Hi, I'm Mike. Hey, I think this is the first time it's just been the two of us recording. It is the first time it's been just the two of us recording. Uh, normally, it's either it's all three of us, you, Dusty, and I. Yep. Or sometimes just me and Dusty, or sometimes you and Dusty. But uh, this is the first Dustyless episode. Dust free. <laughs> Dust free. I uh, I don't know. I I, I kind of have a fear that I'm just gonna like veer off without you know the guiding hand of Dusty to keep us on path. But uh, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully it goes well. It'll be, it'll be fine. That's that's true. You are an expert, and I am an extreme novice. I'm going to be completely honest with you. So Mike and I, uh, we sort of, we had to think about what we wanted to talk about because we didn't want to talk about a campaign without Dusty. Yep. Uh, because Dusty is uh, our GM. He's our friend. We, we love Dusty, but he's also the GM of our various campaigns. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we wanted to talk about... Uh, Mike, you wrote down what I actually said this morning. I think I summed it up really well when I, when I pulled it out of my butt. So, yeah, it was it was actually good. I'll just I'll just read it out verbatim here. So, I think what we're going to talk about today is uh, what about trying to put ourselves into the mindset before our first D and D sessions years ago. What did we think tabletop was, and how has our opinion and understanding evolved since? And the only thing I have since thought about adding to that is I wanted to talk a little bit about. What we also brought with us to uh, the game, yep. uh, so meaning like experience uh, from RPing or you know various other uh, in sundry uh, occupations or avocations, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, how long have we been playing now? It's it's been eleven, twelve years. It feels oh like. lord, yeah, um, eleven, twelve no, years overall. No, with no, some, well, no, no, there was no. a there's a big break in between where we no, started. No, no. I so this is this year uh, marks my tenth wedding anniversary. I was already married and probably a year into uh, the marriage before I started playing. So it's probably more like eight years. Okay, yeah, that's fair. E- either way, we we still wound up taking like a big hiatus for like two years where we didn't play at all. Was um, it at all? Yeah, like at all. I mean, maybe we'd get in like one random game or like a half game. But uh, but yeah, there was there was a long period where where we were RPG less, and and that's due to the fact that Dusty was a new father. Yes, uh, Margot, his daughter, was born. I love Margot; she's so amazing. She is. She's such, and she is such a joy to have around when uh, when we play. Uh, but she was born. It was a huge transition for Dusty. I am going through something similar right now. I now have three kids in the house. Congratulations! They, they, thank you. They've been here. Uh, this is the third week. And, uh, my God, my God, <laughs> I, I, I always normally sleep about four or five hours a night, but the quality of sleep that I get is so much lower. 
I saw your post on uh, on Twitter where you you posted your your like sleep analysis from your Fitbit or your watch or whatever, and that was that was very interesting to see the change. I did think it was very interesting that there was one night the week where you only got one hour of sleep. That I, was that that was uh, actually a split shift. I slept for like an hour and a half, then I slept for another four hours later that evening. Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. I was I was a little worried about that. I was like, yeah, you need you need more than one hour of sleep a night. That's not healthy. But uh, it was a huge adjustment for Dusty back then, and uh, I can totally relate now where I couldn't before. Uh, but so, yeah, we, there was a gap. But when we first started playing, or even before we first started playing, um, I will be honest, I had some reservations about oh, yeah. coming in. Absolutely. I, I, I only really played because I wanted to spend time with you guys. I think that's that's pretty accurate for for all of us when we first started, right? So so I'll go ahead and like segue into kind of like what my expectations were and what I thought I was getting into. So I had no prior, you know, tabletop role playing game experience except for one night in college back back when I was at uh, Charlotte. There was this really weird guy. I don't remember his name. I just remember he was weird. He he was he was literally the trope, right? He he wore like a big black duster leather jacket and had like a that really like you. Eh, uh, he had like a really like Didn't you have one of those jackets? No, I never had a duster. Okay. No. I, you may be thinking of like that black blue jean jacket I wore for like years. You had, a po- you had a ponytail. I did have a ponytail and I was about to say this guy had a ponytail, but his ponytail was was pretty bad. Did you have a neck beard? No, I did not have did a he? neck beard. Ah. Uh, you know that this might actually have predated neck beards, so I don't Uh-oh. think he actually had a neck beard. Okay. So it's not quite into that trope. But anyway, this guy took like and this was freshman year, right? So we were all new to college. We were all new to this experience. We were all new to hanging out. He was an older guy. He was like a sophomore or a junior. So it was already weird. He's hanging out with these freshman kids. Um, but yeah, he he offers to just take a whole bunch of kids who hang out together through a game of of a vampire. I think it was Vampire the Masquerade. Was this the LARP? Uh, not really the LARP. There was there was no dressing up. There was no combat really. There was no like hand to hand thing. But it was it was heavy, 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 heavy role play. Like no maps, no minis. It was just this dude with a book, and he kind of just kind of told everyone this is what your character is, and this is his motivation. So there was no character sheet. There was no stats. It was literally just this dude with a book and a bunch of kids who had no idea what they were doing, and it was terrible, and I hated it, and I secretly made fun of that guy for like the next six months. Like I, I feel kind of bad about it because he tried to get us engaged, but it was just so horrible and such a terrible experience that it was just like, yeah, no, what, what was that? I am never doing that again. Why would people spend their time doing this? Because this was not a pleasant experience at all. I only had one experience with, I don't even know what I was playing. And in hindsight, I know that I was playing it wrong. Uh, It was our friend um, David, or Davey, as he went back in high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, His cousin was really into D&D and he got Davy into D&D and uh basically I was hanging out at Davy's house and he was like hey do you want to play D&D 
And I'm like, sure, not having a clue what he was talking about. This was like sophomore year of high school. Um, I didn't have a book. I didn't have a character sheet. Uh, it was Davey <laughs> was standing, was sitting there. He might have had a book. He didn't know what he was doing either. He was trying to DM me through his first game. And this is one of the reasons that I am scared stupid about running my first game. Um, it was basically, we were, uh, he, he basically said, well, you are in a cave. Okay. Um, so, uh, what do I do now? We can do anything. And I said, okay, I want to, I want to look around. It's like, okay, you find a skeleton. Oh, great. Um, I, I want to make a knife from its femur. You can't do that. Why can't, why can't I do that? I, I don't think like your character. I don't think he can do that. And that was, I mean, it, that was basically where the game went. I mean, it was us fumbling around. Um, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty pathetic. Uh, we, we got nowhere. It made no sense. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, being a teenager and like making out for the first time and just completely <laughs> botching it. And then being afraid of ever wanting to touch a girl again, something like that. So, um, I, I that was my experience, and I honestly believed the trope or the the cliche of um, like a D and D nerd being kind of like you know lived in a basement, uh, never shaved, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, never had a, a girlfriend, uh, you know, which we know now is completely not true. Right. Um, but well, that's, that's maybe, well, maybe a little, a little true. I think, I think there is still a, a significant subset of the D and D community. No offense to our listeners. No offense to anyone who plays D and D. No offense, no offense to our loser <laughs> listeners. But I, I really do think there is still a subset of people that, that fit in that, you know, in that, in that D and D sphere. What are you basing that, that on? D space. What are you basing it on? convention people so so the the one gaming convention that you and i have in common or that i've even been to is mace yeah um i only saw a couple of people walk around that looked like they've never taken a shower see but still there's there's that couple of people so there is still space it was it was a, it was a big convention but those people exist within all tropes but yeah maybe it's not such a good point but I don't know. I I still think D and D and tabletop role playing games have a long, long way to go still before they ever get rid of that trope. Just because I mean, so it's, I'm biased. It's a solid trope. Let me tell you about Transformers fans. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a guy who walked around uh, BotCon 2001. Hopefully, nobody listening knows who this is, and he wore a cape. Uh, but the cape was more of Given his girth, it was more, it looked more like a, a backwards bib. Yep. And, um, he, he stank profusely. He had long, nasty, disgusting hair. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was just, it was obviously, he, it was obvious that he never, he, he couldn't communicate with people easily. Uh, just, I mean, it, in, in hindsight, I actually feel really sorry for him. But at the time, I'm like, oh God, this is what all Transformers fans are like. And, you know, t- t- the first few conventions I went to for the first few years, uh, it was a lot of people like that. Of course, it was uh, and it, the internet was young and people couldn't learn about uh, conventions and stuff easily. Right, right, right. 
But as the internet proliferated, uh, you know, more and more what I like to call normies, uh, normal people, uh, joined the fandom. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're you're, you're going to get a re. We're going to get a re on that. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. But um, like now the the fandom at least for transformers when you go to a convention is not exactly homogenous with uh society as a whole but it's pretty close and mace when i went it might have been a little farther toward the 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 nerd uh the, the nerd spectrum but i still don't think it was that bad yeah, but I think you're sometimes forgetting that Transformers got super duper mainstreamed and still is getting super duper mainstreamed. I mean, they're making. Oh, like- I'm ta- I'm I'm talking about back before the movies came yeah, out. Before then, okay. Oh yeah, okay. In 2003, the convention I went to, like Justin Timberlake was there as, as just a convention goer. Weird. Yeah. So that's super weird. I, I had a preconceived notion of what a D and D player was. Uh, I had sort of a a completely erroneous preconceived notion of how a D and D game ran. Um, I had basic, uh, virtually no RPG experience. Uh, and so though I want to talk to you, you had a way more RPG experience coming the, uh, coming into this than I did. Uh, oh, yeah. tell us about like some of your experience, uh, role-playing. I mean, that's, that was all through, through video games, right? So starting with RPGs back in the SNES days for, uh, you know, Secret of Mana and Chrono Trigger, and then, you know, just up through as video games evolved and grew up in RPG-ness, you know, complexity. You know, I, I grew up with it in that complexity, too, you know, getting into games like, you know, Morrowind and the MMORPGs like World of Warcraft and the 20 bajillion other Warcraft clones I played when I got bored of, of Warcraft. So, as far as role-playing games through video games, I had lots of experience with that. I had lots of experience with character building, lots of experience with uh, with min-maxing, with optimizing characters. Um, some experience... I, did, I didn't even know what that meant yeah. when we first started playing. I, I remember I explaining that to you, yeah. And I don't even know that I have a firm grasp on it today. So I, I think with some of the systems we've been playing, it's been a lot harder to, to quote unquote optimize to, to min max. Right. So that was, that was one of the really stilted things with, with fourth edition that kind of bugged me is you, you could just sit there and min max and optimize all day and just, you know, basically roll face. You know, it really, it really maxed out the DM's talents with, with not just having people roll over, you know, character encounters until he started building uh, uh, enemies and monsters and NPCs to specifically counter your party's abilities. So, like, you remember when when we would make the joke that Chris would just throw like a box of D6s on the table? Yeah, Chris was and he basically would. Chris was excellent at min maxing and optimizing and going through all the traits and abilities to give him that ability to just throw out a box of D6s. And and it got in our campaign where Dusty was basically having to find a way to specifically counteract Chris's uh, optimized character because Chris was just face rolling every encounter we came up against. Yeah. So like coming into this, I had no concept for any of that. And I, it, it definitely showed back then because like my, when I design a character, there's a distinct lack of strategy involved. 
Yeah. Uh, even to this day, the way I play is very uh, cavalier. I throw myself in, you know, live or die. Uh, I don't necessarily read everything. Um, I don't necessarily plan ahead. Like, I'm a decently smart person, but I, for whatever reason, it just, that's just something that doesn't come naturally, doesn't click. And uh, just, I'm, I, as far as, as far as play style goes, I am fairly elementary when it comes to uh, the the tactics of of RPGs. So you want to know something funny about that? I don't know if you remember our very first game, but Dusty didn't really have too much of a concept of that either. And for our very first game, he built our characters before for us to make the uh, the process a little easier. And I don't know if you remember, but those first characters he made for us and Dusty, I love you. But those characters were horrible. Yeah, they were so bad. Like I, I was, a, I was a hunter. I was an archer, and I had trouble doing archer things. So it, it's kind of funny how how you can come at it from other angles and just kind of have that that innate ability to know. Okay, these are my main stats. This stat powers this, this, and this. If I combine this stat and this stat and this stat, that's going to give me the best chances at being successful at the activities this character will do the most. And, and, and that's kind of a crappy way to come out of it, right? That's not a good way to create a character. That's not a, it's not a good way to create a, a realistic person who will, who will fail at some things and succeed at other things, you know, and it certainly doesn't build a good character. You know, I only do these four activities because those are the four activities I know I'm pretty much guaranteed to succeed at someone else is going to have to do everything else. And that's, that's kind of where min maxing has a lot of problems. So though, when it comes to RPG experience, I came in complete neophyte, like the only true RPG that I think that I've ever played up to this point, uh, was dragon warrior for the NES, which I've played through like three times to level 30, which is a classic. yeah, which is a classic. But it's incredibly primitive. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's that's it. But what I had a tremendous amount of experience with, and I, how do I put this? Um, playing a character, I guess, is sort of the way that I'll put it. Yeah. Um, so I might have been an internet troll. No. Back in, back not, in the- Not back you. In, back in the 90s and early 2000s. But I was a friendly internet troll. I was like an internet vigilante. I, on like Alt Toys Transformers, which was uh, uh, the news group on Usenet that I uh, posted to primarily in the 90s on Transformers stuff, I had multiple accounts. And uh, <laughs> the accounts, some of them were, um, you know, fully fleshed out characters, more or less, uh, that I would also post as. And people had no idea. And now, you know, every, all my friends from, you know, that part of my life know it. And it's, it's even to this day, 20 years later, it's a, it's a running joke. But I would do that all the time. All sorts of message boards, uh, like a, a local message board to our hometown. I had multiple accounts. I would have conversations with myself just oh, to yeah. get other people, in, you know, involved. Yep. And uh, I, I would just get my kicks from it. I love playing characters. I'm not an actor. I have... I think I've acted in one play like in elementary school, but I love putting myself into a character. We talk about wrestling a lot, and I, but like wrestlers play characters. The characters are usually, when they're best, are amplified versions of, of the person. 
But I have a friend who is um, a wrestler, not not of not of major note, but he's had a fair amount of success, and uh, he's aware of all this stuff. He's like, man, you would have made a great wrestler if you'd uh, put your mind to it. And uh, I'm always doing podcasts and character and stuff, and you know, I really I can when I want to, I can really do that the RP part of the RPG. And uh, that's that's something that that's the one thing that I think I've brought with me to this. Now, as we discovered in a recent episode, we don't RP amongst ourselves. No, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like at all. Yeah. Uh, the way I put it, and I don't know that you were on that episode. No, you weren't. But I don't. You, hopefully, you've listened to it. Uh, I, basically, the way I put it was like it, when you would play Counter Strike, like semi professionally huh? in college, huh? like you didn't you didn't pretend that you were. The character in Counter Strike, you or Mike? Oh no, absolutely. Playing Counter Strike, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. But and that's that's kind of how we RP amongst ourselves. We talk, we negotiate, we we figure out plans. Yep. But it's never in character. Yeah. No, we we really do struggle with that. And 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 I gotta say, you definitely do a lot better job than I do of being in character, staying in character, bringing character to the table. That's the one thing I still struggle with today because. To your point, I never did that in the games I played, you know, growing up. I still play today. I, I don't do a good job of assuming that character. The The best I do today is like, oh, Mike's just doing this clever bit. You know, Mike's, Mike's doing this thing where he's he's going to say these lines and that's going to be the extent of his character. And then he's going to figure out what he's going to do in his next combat round. Yeah, and I try to throw myself into the character. No, it's not like I'm acting out the character, but I always think... How would my character react or respond to the situation that I'm in? Yeah, I, I still struggle with that. So I should I should probably try and take some tips from you on that. And yeah, I agree. We 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 definitely need to start trying to do a better of being in character with each other at the table. So the so that's really all I brought with me to the game. I know when we first started, we, we were playing 4E. And how long did we play 4E? It seemed like forever. Forever. Yeah. I and mean, we, we we talk about it we talk about it so much, yeah. But in my mind, again, because in a way I'm simple minded when it comes to how I approach things. Uh, in my mind, there was no other way to RPG yeah. other than 4E. No, yeah, that was that was the the end all and be all of our RPG experience. I mean, yeah, I didn't know anything else. Uh, and it's like, wow, you know, I need I need to have minis. I need to have a grid. Yep. Um, I need to have uh. A character sheet that is i need to have all these dice i need to have these cards for my spells yep i need to have these spell grids so that i can easily determine what area of effect my stupid spells have yeah and like yeah. it was so hard it to pivot super hard what did we go to was it 5e that we went to next or was it pathfinder no, it was 5e it was five technically it was next i think we did a little flavor of well, next yeah. while it was transitioning and then 5e um and then, yeah, basically, I mean, to be honest, we would probably still be just in a D&D only world if if Dusty didn't have that appetite to explore new systems and explore new game systems and and purchase new books. So that's uh, that's definitely Dusty's credit that, that we've been able to expand our horizons, um, if by force, then nothing else. I can still put myself into the mindset of where I was, you know, five or six years ago and 
I, you you were exactly right when you said you still even have to have the uh the 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 magic card that shows you what your uh, area of effect is like that that feels so natural to me that feels like how an RPG should run uh and even though we've played several systems several systems then including a pretty lengthy uh, Pathfinder campaign and tons of fifth edition D and D I could easily slip back into. Uh, 5e like i could easily slip back into a favorite chair oh, yeah. or, a, or, a, or a comfortable uh jacket that has been sitting in my closet for for 12 years um it's it I, it it feels natural even again even though that we've played a bunch of other things so going back to the 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 premise of the show of this episode what did we really think that tabletop was i mean i had an idea of what it wasn't i had an idea of what somebody who played the game was like but I didn't know exactly what to expect of the game so much. What what did you expect from this? So so when I first came into it, I honestly expected, you know, just the the analog version of of what, you know, video game RPGs had come, you know. So in, instead of having the system that does the the chances for you and the encounters for you and the combat for you, it's it's pen and paper and a human is making those decisions. And basically that expectation for the most part is right. Um, and I think I might get in trouble for saying this. I think we still run our campaigns a little more video game like than we do RPG like, right? So we've, we've never done a good job of really managing inventory of managing daily upkeep of, inventory. Yeah. Upkeep? Yeah. What? What's that encumbrance? What I've never been over. I've never even really thought about what's actually in my character's pockets at any given time. Um, so yeah, I think we're still a little bit of guilty of that, which I'm okay with because I hate getting bogged down in that minutia. And I think my expectation was, I don't want to get bogged down in this minutia of tabletop RPGs. I want to play a fast, simple, easy game that that we all have a good time playing together, right? And and I think that's that's probably what keeps me from wanting to play with other people because sometimes being able to find a group of like-minded players who who want a simple, easy campaign, that's difficult to get into. I guess if I had to say what I thought this was going to be like it. So thinking back to when we were kids, they probably exist now, but I don't play a lot of board games. I I guess I thought it was going to be like one of those three dimensional board games where you have a board, then there's a bunch of crap in the box that you have to set up like fireball Island or mousetrap. That's exactly right. Not maybe mousetrap so much, but something along the lines of fireball Island or like, uh, I I'm, I can't even remember what it was. It was like uh, an A team or a mash game where you had like the army base on the on the board and you had to navigate around it. Okay. And yeah, uh, so like that's kind of honestly what I thought coming in, and I I mean I quickly adjusted, uh, but. I honestly had so I had no context. So there was no like now there are movies, TV shows, and stuff where people play D and D, their podcasts, their YouTube videos. Oh yeah, tons of exposure. Back, back then, I guess I, what I knew about D and D was what I knew about uh, people's opinions of D and D players. 
it was like, what is, what's the overall uh, societal consensus of what a and d player is? Again, I went back to like the, the neckbeard sort of, sort of person, but I didn't really have a concrete idea of what, the, what the game itself was going to be like. And I have to say it was maybe a little bit disappointing to begin with because it, there's so, it's so, there's so much more that's in your head instead of in front of your face. Uh, especially now, you, you know, when we play theater of the mind almost exclusively. Yep. Which I but, absolutely prefer. Uh, well, I, I know. We, we've had that conversation. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was, it was just, it was so much more cerebral. And I don't mean that in the, the hoity toity self-indulgent sort of way, but literally you use your brain, uh, more. And I eventually grew to really love that part. Yep. But uh, it was it, I was kind of shell shocked to begin with. I, I could definitely see that, especially if you had a whole different expectation. I think uh, I think me having the video game experience did give me a little bit of edge. I I hate to say it, I still think it gives me a little bit of edge because there's not a lot of tropes that Dusty's been able to do that I haven't been able to say. Oh, that's blah 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 or. Oh, this is like the puzzle and the water temple and Zelda Ocarina of Time or something like that, you know? It, it's it's that exposure, you know, to two games overall, I think that uh that that kind of I think helps buffer some of your expectations of what a tabletop has the potential to be. So with all of that said, in hindsight, what big takeaways do you have from RPGs and RPGing and tabletop, D&D, Pathfinder. Now, years later, what are you surprised that you found out about yourself or about gaming or some aspect of this hobby of ours that you really didn't expect uh, that you would that would happen or that would happen to you, you know, eight, nine years ago when we started playing? You know, that's a good question. I I think probably one of the things I like best about our RPG group is that we we have a niche. We have a comfortable group. We've been able to bring new people into the group and have people go out of the group without, you know, a lot of drama, a lot of issues. Games don't go off the rails. We we continue to play through campaigns. Um I, I really think probably the thing that's exceeded my expectations is just everybody's ability to to get along and collaboratively tell a story and not not have a bunch of egos about it, right? Not to not to get in a bunch of pissy drama arguments about, oh, well, you do this to my character or you know, oh, the DM has this out for me. And a lot of that has to do with 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 our maturity levels. You know, we we are mature adults, you know my god you and i are almost 40 so i'd be very disappointed in us if that did happen hey as of recording your birthday is what in two days yeah two days or no awesome. uh saturday saturday what what's today tuesday so yeah however many days it is from today until yeah. saturday <laughs> 39 500 um yeah. but but i i think that's probably one of one of my expectations is is you know there there's a real possibility that that our group could have disbanded at any time. Someone could have just gotten bored. Someone could have just not liked D and D we've had that happen and we've, we've soldiered on through it. And I think that that probably is the, the biggest things that succeeded my expectations is just 
us coming together as players and learning the game together. So for me, to your point about how the game could have ended at any time, that to me, that's not the surprising thing. The surprising thing is that we could potentially still be playing this until the day that we die. So like, you know, two years from now. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, like we could be playing this when we are in our 90s. No. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think totally there's that potential. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's not it's not like it's not like I passively do it where, oh, Kim is watching in CIS. I hate the show, but it's on. Uh, I want to spend time with her. So so I do it begrudgingly. Now, I really enjoy it. Like I am a solitary human being. I love being in my office alone. I, I love not having to get out if I don't have to. Oh, yeah. Me too. I don't yeah. I don't I don't play games hardly at all anymore. I where I used to be, you know, definitively a gamer, I still buy games. I still have hundreds of them and, <laughs> you know, two dozen video game systems. I don't play them that much. But I thoroughly enjoy RPG. Dusty's on vacation this week. We have a game scheduled Thursday night. I'm a little bummed that we're not, not going to be playing. Oh, man. Is that is this Thursday game day? Yeah. Crap. Yeah, I'm a little bummed now too. Thanks, Brian. Because we had a great game the last time. We did, and we've been trying to get like a quick setup session like three weeks ago, and yeah, that still hasn't happened. Yeah, so I guess what I'm most surprised about is while I am not the student of, you know, RPGs that Dusty certainly is, um, I certainly enjoy it, and I will go out of my way to play with you guys. It that sounds terrible, but um, <laughs> You know, it's like I can see you just about any time at work. You know, we get dinner or whatever. Yep. Uh, but I specifically enjoy getting together with you guys to play our game. You know, that that's a great point. And, and I hadn't thought about this before. But if you think of all of our personalities, we are all the kind of type that if if we don't enjoy doing something, we absolutely will not dedicate our time to it. And we have no problem telling people that, no, I'm not going to dedicate time to this because I feel it's a waste of our time. And the fact that we're all still playing where we are, I think that says a lot about our game where, where we all genuinely feel it's a, it's a worthwhile investment of our time and that we all genuinely enjoy playing this game together. So, so that's a great point. When, when you look at the game that we've played over the years... Um, we've had a couple of people that were not seriously invested, uh, who have dropped out. The person who's probably most seriously invested, what was his name? Brandon? Not Brandon. Oh, wait. Yeah. I think his name was Brandon. He played like two games with us. I thought he played more than that. I think it was like two, but he, he was there. Uh, he was really involved. Uh, Mark was semi- involved mark was just more a friend and he loved you know he loved rpgs but he didn't love playing with us yeah, yeah. Uh, jason jason wanted to spend time with us but, but not hated the RPG not doing part. this yeah. yeah yeah and a couple other various players have, have uh come and gone um come come around but like other than the addition of nathan who is awesome i i really love nathan he's an awesome dude uh it's pretty much been consistently the same group of guys for almost 10 years yep you know i I wonder, and I think we maybe talked about this before, maybe not. I wonder if if we've grown enough as players that maybe Mark would enjoy playing with us again. I don't, I, I dude, no, you know, yeah. don't, 
don't 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 look back. Don't don't work. Don't think about what might have been. That's and don't true. don't. We're not embrace RPGers. the today. We are not RPGers to get Mark's approval. That's that's you a know, good point. Like you know, if 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 he liked it, he should put a ring on it, but he didn't. <laughs> so uh, that's in the past. Uh, don't go back. Uh, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. I think this is the best episode of RPG Lessons Learned because the lesson we're going to take away today is if you liked it, put a ring on it. That's RPG Lessons Learned. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them Lessons Learned, and we're sharing ours with you.